Greetings everyone and welcome to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode number 11. Thanks for tuning in everyone. It is always a pleasure for me to be here and I want to take the opportunity to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. You're taking the downloads off the scale and I'm really grateful for that because what that tells me is there is an audience out there who is interested in the things that I am talking about. So thank you for that. Now, I hope everybody had a productive week because you know that whenever you listen to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, I'm going to come with work, right? So here this week, we're going to talk about how struggle brings strength because your freedom can only be based on struggle and that freedom takes time to build And because of that, you are going to be struggling for some time. But if you know what your struggle is for, then that struggle becomes all the more sweeter. So the title is Out of Struggle Will Come Strength Because Freedom Takes Time to Build. Now, when you're trying to change your life for the positive, you'll go through many feelings of self-doubt particularly when you can't see the change you're struggling for and particularly because you're going through all that hard work and you're going through all that sacrifice and you can't see the difference that it's making. And the problem with that is that the self-doubt that that creates will make your journey all the more harder and it will even begin to make you hate that journey At times it will bring you close to the edge of giving up and it may even make you want to quit and go back to that which is most comfortable for you. And sometimes that can be an unfulfilling job, a bad relationship, an addiction, whatever. But it will make you go back to the space where you are most comfortable. But what we have to understand is that nothing will change unless we put in that continuous effort and struggle. There is a huge industry that you can't see that makes huge amounts of profit off the back of hoping that you give up. When you buy the same brand of anything, even if you have a mind to change, when you follow that same commute route every day, even when it doesn't serve you, or when you buy that cup of coffee because your brain tells you you need it, even if you can't afford it or you're trying to save, these are all signs that we are easily satisfied with that which we do not need to struggle for. And it always reminds me of when I'm in the UK, because when I'm in the UK, I spend a lot of time in London doing a range of things, And one of the things that shocked me is that when there are train and tube strikes, people take the day off work. Now, at first, I thought this was because people just couldn't be bothered with the mess of a strike. Because believe me, strikes are messy, even though I agree with the principles of strike action. They can be messy and they mess up your life. So I thought people were taking the day off for that. And I'm sure that that is the case for some people. 
But what I was shocked to learn is that there are lots of people who do not know how to get to work any other way than on the tube or train to go across London. I remember asking someone, like, why don't you just take the bus? And they said, the bus, Asha. I don't even know which bus takes me to work. I don't know where to get the bus from. I don't know where to get off. It's easier just to take the day off work. And when I reflected on this, I could see how they spent their 20 days of annual leave. If it's even too difficult to find out which bus takes you to work because you are so used to the commute, what will you struggle for? When in London, I try my hardest to walk and take the bus everywhere. And I can't tell you the strength that has come to me from that. Because I've learned so much about how different areas of London connect up. And I've discovered some fantastic shops along the way. The point that I'm making is that without struggle, without stepping out of our comfort zone, it's difficult to grow and learn. I see struggle as a form of training. When we struggle, we are training ourselves to go beyond what we expect of ourselves. We're training ourselves to be resilient emotionally and practically. When you struggle, you develop capacity. Now, capacity is like space in a cupboard. That's how I describe it. It's like space in a cupboard. If you open a cupboard and you look at the available space you have and you know it's not enough for all the things you want to fit in that space, you start to think of all the ingenious ways you can muster to fit your stuff in that space. And this is when you have the most creative ideas about how to make things fit. Now, that capacity in a cupboard is also like the capacity within yourself in your own personal cupboard. And that capacity can express itself in many ways, like having the ability to talk to someone about how you're feeling so that that someone can lift you up and give you strength to carry on. Or the capacity to go back to the drawing board and start again if the way you are going is not giving you what you need. Or even the capacity to recognise where there are gaps in what you need to know and knowing that you need to go back to learning or training to get what you need to go forward. You only find out these revelations about yourself. You only discover your capacity through struggle. A bit like struggling to squeeze the stuff into your cupboard and then you find all these ingenious ways to put things inside of things and to fold things until you actually make it fit. Also reminds me of a caterpillar trying to be a butterfly. If you know what you want to be or you know what your purpose is in life, then nothing should stop you, no matter how difficult the struggle is to be you and to be your purpose. If you've ever watched a caterpillar struggling to get out of its cocoon, you'll know what I mean. Struggle forces us to come up with the answers and forces us to be ready to take the next step. What doesn't help is looking at our struggle and measuring it against someone else's success. When we do that, we are not seeing the struggle and the sacrifice those people went through to get where they are. We're not seeing the hard work our people have put in to achieve their success. 
we oftentimes don't remember that when we didn't see them on road or we didn't see them at the rave or the big event, they were likely in a space struggling to get their thing off the ground. And looking at them through warped eye does not help us to get closer to our thing. It might shock us to know, but there's no easy road to any kind of freedom for African people. There is so much invested in African people being docile and content with the little that we have been given access to that the effort to put into being free is seen as something huge. Couple that with the incredible training that we have been given to think small and be content with that smallness, then as long as we can do and have basic things, The last thing we will be thinking about is breaking free, not least because we have to navigate racism in all its forms every single day we wake up. And that in itself is tiring, soul destroying and a full time job. So what we tend to do is just give thanks for making it through another day. And with our tired minds and bodies, we don't think about the capacity we need to develop our freedom roots. We say we need to do it, but we also say we'll do it tomorrow. And with that, we just sit down and rest up for tomorrow's struggle. But our real tomorrow never comes. One thing we can be sure of, however, is that something will happen to push us over the edge and we'll wish we had worked for that freedom we so desperately want and need. And so the cycle continues. And when we look back... We see that five years have gone past because trust me, the older we get, the more time seems to fly past quicker. And when we look back, we see that the time has passed and we could very easily have put that time to work by taking little steps to build our freedom. Five years accounts for as many as 1,827 days if you include two leap years, because let's face it, we can't even control the days of the year. But what if we had been working on our freedom plan for some of those days? What if we had been putting in the hard work every single day of every single one of those five years, just little and often? If you've developed capacity through struggle, you will see the future you want for yourself and you'll be measuring your progress daily, making yourself feel that you are achieving small things towards your goals and towards the freedom agenda you've set for yourself. But if you haven't, then you're going to feel the opposite of this. And this is one of the main reasons why I do this podcast because I want there to be somewhere where people can go in private, where they can just get some upliftment. But if you have been doing the work, when you review your progress over the year, you'll find that the struggle has taught you some new skills and some new tricks. And because of that, you'll know that you're improving and you'll know that you are working your freedom plan as long as you keep growing through the struggles because you're making the changes you want to see. I have always spoken about the importance of understanding that whatever we are doing to build our out, our freedom plan, part of that building is struggling and about getting things wrong. 
I can't tell you the number of mistakes I made to get where I am today. Sometimes when I look back, I'm shocked by some of my mistakes. But what I know for certain is that I am not the polished article. I am not a work of perfection. What I am is a work in progress. And I know that the mistakes I have made have made me and my freedom plans much better for coming through those struggles. Remember the time when I told you that I spent thousands on building a business with a name and a website to match, which I now know was a vanity project because it expressed how I felt about trade unions at the time. And what happened is that although I thought my project was great, no one knew where to find my vanity project because it was specific to me. And therefore, all the people I wanted to help couldn't get the help I was offering them. That experience right there taught me that this freedom thing I'm working on is about progress and not perfection. So I took some time out, went home to Malawi where I live, and I completely rebranded my business for business and not for me. You see, what I realised is that I had gone into business to be the boss of my experiences around employment rights and not to be the service provider that people needed. And it was through the struggle of listening to people tell me what they thought of my business that I changed the business and the business model and made it the business that people needed, not the vanity project I wanted it to be. Although I accept not to be too harsh on myself because I didn't know that at the time. Remember, I was a work in progress, not a polished and finished article. For me, the success in that experience came from understanding that although I'd made mistakes, the struggles I had gone through to set up my business was not wasted time. I was able to take the best of what I had been doing and use that best to rebrand the business and poof, it took me a fraction of the time to get the business looking bigger and better. I was happy because I felt entitled to that success, to that freedom, because I had struggled for it and I had fought for it. Nothing is going to fall into our laps and therefore we have to remember that to make our freedom journey real and meaningful, we have to struggle for it. It was one of our great ancestors, Harriet Tubman, who said, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world. Isn't that just amazing? This great ancestor said a lot of things, but this statement is truly apt for this week's discussion. Because if we forget we have the strength to be the change we want to see, then what is the alternative we are condemning ourselves to? Surely we are worth more. Surely we deserve more. If we forget to put our purpose and passion to work, what mediocrity are we going to settle for? What will we look back and tell ourselves 10, 20 or 30 years from now? 
I've spoken in earlier podcasts about the fear of failure as one of the main stumbling blocks that prevents us from breaking out of mediocrity and starting our thing, building our path to our vision of freedom. So what I want us to take away from today's discussion is that we all have to fail at least once and sometimes fail in a big way to feed the passion and the patience that Ancestor Harriet Tubman talks about. If our fight for freedom is just, then we should not be put off by the fear of failure. For me, that fear is something which inspires me because when I look back at the hell of the possible alternative, me, I'm running faster than Usain Bolt, you know, to get away from that alternative life. I don't want it. I want the freedom I've planned for myself and for that I have to struggle. I have to struggle through adversity and fear of getting it wrong and just keep going because no effort on the road to freedom is ever wasted. And this is what I want for you too. Because as long as you are struggling, as long as you are doing a little bit of something every day, nothing is ever wasted and everything gets put into the bag of your freedom plan. Now, if you're feeling inspired to begin to do, here are five things that you can use to make a start in your own small way to beginning to walk your own freedom path. At number one, I would say listen to episode five of the podcast where I talk about reviewing your latte and double latte spendings as a way to arrest those unconscious comforts we've become used to in our lives. I've included a great little download with this podcast, which will help you to begin to identify comforts that you might need shaking up. You'll find the download link in the podcast, but I've also included it as a link at the end of this podcast. So just scroll through to the end and click the blue link and it will take you straight to the download. At number two, start making a list of your passions and of things you're obsessive about that you can make content from. And that content should be things that other people will be interested in. And then think about how you might be able to sell that content to a waiting audience. If you've taken part in my Seven Passions Masterclass recently, then you are already ahead of the game on this one. If you need help, however, you'll find pointers in podcast five that will give you a head start. At number three, do simple things in your life to create meaningful struggle in your life. It could be simple as walking to work just to see what it feels like. I'll let you into a little secret. You may not know it, but there were times when I had the time that I, I kid you not, would walk 22 miles to get a bottle of water, a 500 milliliter bottle of water. The struggle that it takes to do that for no other reason than to feel what it feels like has been one of the greatest inspirations for me. Because now when I feel tired or when I feel like giving up on a task or a piece of learning that just feels too hard, I always remember the struggles I went through to complete those walks and I laugh at myself. I pick myself up and I get back to work. 
You have no idea how you can pick up learning from just setting yourself those kinds of challenges. So what I want you to do is find your own mountain to climb and start to climb it. I guarantee you nothing you do will be wasted when you're struggling and when you're thinking about the strength that will come from that struggle. At number four, I say create a dream board. Now, if you've been following my social media posts, you'll remember that I posted a picture and I set a question asking, what do you think this picture is about? What that picture is about is my own dream board. Because at the time when I put that picture up there, I was trying to visualise what my dream business would look like when I was going through the rebranding. And so I say, create your own dream board. No one has to see it but you. Go to a bargain shop and buy one of those paint canvases. You know the ones, I mean, you'll see them, they're kind of like got wood around the outside and canvas stretched over them. Go to a bargain shop and buy one of those canvases because they're really cheap there. But buy the biggest one that you can find because you have big things planned for your life. Then buy a few magazines if you're still buying magazines or if you're like me, open up your favourite digital magazines on your device and screenshot the images of the things that represent where you want to be in your life and build that dream on your dream board. Be as outlandish as you want and be as adventurous as you want because it's your board and it's meant to inspire you. So build it and put it on your bedroom wall or your bedroom door so that every morning when you wake up, you see what you are aspiring to be as you leave the house to go and do battle. And then in the midst of that battle, try to commit yourself to doing one thing one action every day towards building your dream. Remember to keep notes though, because at some point you're going to put all of this effort together to build something for yourself, to build your out. I posted that picture on my social media sites of my old boards because when I took out those boards, it reminded me of what I was struggling for at the time. And just how far I have come since I did that board. And to be honest, it made me laugh to look at it and remember the time when I was doing it. Because that board has now grown up into a website and a fully fledged business. And I would love to see you do the same. And finally, at number five, get back to learning. No matter what you want to do for the rest of your free life, there will be something you will need to learn to get you there. It might shock you to know that learning is much easier and much more rewarding than in the olden days. Now you can learn online for free and learn in a way that suits you. It's not the one size fits all model that we all hated at school and which switched us off learning for life. Now, learning is really, really different. If you like to learn academically, there are whole university courses online you can take. Heck, Apple has its own online university called iTunes U, 
where you can learn specialist courses if that's your thing. So if you've got an iPhone, then click into that app called iTunes U and just scroll about and see what the courses are. I admit that some of the courses are old, but there are some things that never change with time. Core knowledge never changes with time. And so you are bound to be able to find some core specialist knowledge in some of those iTunes U courses. If you're a visual learner, you can take whole courses on YouTube for free. You can build a whole website step by step following a YouTube course. You might have to watch a few adverts, but the payoff is huge in terms of the skills you learn. If you're an audio learner, there are millions of podcasts online teaching your thing. And alongside that, there are millions of books that have been translated into audio that you can listen to for a small subscription. If you're a reader, there are millions of books available in your local library. If you want something more academic, go to your local university library and get a day pass as a day reader. You might not know it, but some libraries allow the general public into the library as day readers. You might have to pay a small fee, although some universities let you have that pass for free. But the pass entitles you to go into the library and read for the whole day. And you can even buy a photocopying card and photocopy what you need. The only thing you can't do is borrow books. However, if the university happens to be one that you studied at in your youth, you may be entitled to a special pass that lets you borrow a small number of books. You may have to pay a fee for that. But can you imagine going to the library and taking out the latest books on your thing? You won't know if you don't go and ask. So go and ask today. Whatever your learning style, there are things you can do to get going today. Let me know how you get on. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can post reviews about your experiences of the podcast or some of the things that I'm encouraging you to do. So why not post me a review today? Because you know what? I would love to hear from you and I'd love to hear how you're getting on. We're coming to the end of the podcast. So on a final note, what I want to say is that although you're listening to this podcast now, by the time you download it, because the podcasts are produced in advance, I'll be back in Malawi. Yay! If you follow the podcast, keep listening because I'm going to be interrupting my usual podcast themes to bring you some of the sights and sounds of Malawi. So if you're interested, as I am, then keep listening because it's going to be big. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and I hope you got something out of today's discussion. As always, remember that we're focusing on progress and not perfection. As always, it's been a wonderful pleasure talking with you. So until next week, dream and dream big because your freedom deserves it. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher and I'm out. <laughs>